0: Hey, this is Sophia from CNET, here with the latest tech news. For a while, at least, it looked like the U.S. was flattening the curve of coronavirus infections. Now, new cases were trending down, albeit slowly, as states began reopening their economies. But then, in mid-June, that trend reversed course. And the days and weeks since have resulted in a record number of new infections, well outpacing the virus's spread at the beginning of the pandemic. That's led many to wonder, Is this the second wave we were warned about? Experts, like Dr. Anthony Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, say we're still in the first wave because we didn't flatten the curve enough in our initial response to bring about an effective end to the initial outbreak. Another complication is the uncertainty of the approaching fall and winter. In other words, flu season. The first wave will end when the rate of positive coronavirus test drops to the low single digits. Instead, new cases declined modestly, then plateaued through most of May before starting to spike again in late June, never quite getting low enough. Basically, you can't have a second wave until cases and deaths from the first wave drop to close to zero for a sustained period of time. If cases spike again after that point, that's a bona fide second wave. For example... South Korean officials have declared the country is experiencing a second wave as case numbers begin to surge after about two months of single-digit infection rates. However, while the World Health Organization has acknowledged the seriousness of these new clusters of cases, the WHO has stopped short of calling it a second wave. They anticipate a big uptick to happen this fall and winter. The White House has admitted it's preparing for the possibility. However, part of that prediction was based on the assumption that the virus would slow down over the summer, which appears not to be happening. Much of the attention aimed at fall has now shifted to the concern over the possibility two potentially lethal viruses circulating at the same time, COVID-19 and the seasonal flu, the latter of which kills around 40,000 people in the US per year. Because of certain overlapping symptoms, such as fever and cough, it may be harder for individuals and doctors to immediately determine which infection you have. If severe COVID-19 infections continue to push hospitals to the brink of their capacity and abilities, it may also be harder to care for potentially virulent flu patients. The CDC is nudging drug manufacturers to produce millions more doses of the flu vaccine this year than usual in anticipation of greater demand. Typically, fewer than half of all U.S. adults take the flu vaccine in any given year, but that rate increases to about 2 out of 3 adults over 65, a population the CDC has identified as being at higher risk for more severe COVID-19 infections. At one point about 90% of everyone in the United States was under some sort of lockdown order and the curve was starting to flatten, but that all began to change in the second half of April when a few states, notably Georgia and South Carolina, which are both now seeing about a five-fold increase in daily new cases compared to mid-April, started loosening lockdown restrictions. For a while, Some government officials, including U.S. President Donald Trump, claimed the rising rates of infections were due to increased testing capabilities. However, that view has since been challenged by the ProPublica analysis of the data in June, and a World Health Organization press briefing in July, both of which concluded that the pandemic is accelerating faster than testing expansion alone can account for. By mid-July, about half of all U.S. states were either reopening or had reopened, Meanwhile, the other half had either paused or begun rolling back reopening plans. Health experts, including Dr. Fauci and Dr. Ali Khan, the former director of the CDC's Public Health Preparedness Office, have said that states are able to effectively test for the coronavirus and follow that testing up with contact tracing. While people in those states practice social distancing and wear masks in public, it would be possible to once again flatten the curve without having to revert back to a full-blown lockdown. But if that strategy isn't followed, and new cases continue to skyrocket, the only option is to shut down. In early July, NBC reported that the White House had begun formulating a new coronavirus messaging strategy summed up as, we need to live with it. Not long after that revelation, President Donald Trump began publicly pressuring the CDC to loosen its guidance for safely reopening schools and threatening to cut federal funding for districts that don't go back to in-person classes this fall. Some critics claim such pressure is an attempt to boost the flailing U.S. economy in advance of the November presidential election. Trump has trailed in the polls for months against presumptive Democratic candidate Joe Biden, which most analysts attribute to Trump's handling of the coronavirus pandemic. For more of the latest tech news, visit CNET.com.